This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. You're listening to Bookmarked, a young adult book podcast brought to you by 7thPage.com. All right. Well, welcome everybody. You're listening to Bookmarked Podcast, seventhpage.com's uh, brand new, so this is our episode three, brand new young adult book podcast. Um, and my name is Saul. And in the past few episodes, we've been joined by Addie and Lucy, but they can't be here today. Um, but we still have two awesome people, two other awesome people here today. Um, so let's go ahead. And if you guys listened to episode one, you guys should know Ariana. So Ariana, how you doing? Hey, I'm good. Awesome. <laughs> Anything <laughs> new since the last time? Um, no, not really. Okay. <laughs> well, Ariana is going, she couldn't be here with us on the last episode, which was all about Divergent. So she's going to talk a little bit later about her thoughts on Insurgent, even though it's been like ages since that movie actually came out. <laughs> but um, I'm sure she still has some very good opinions about the movie. Yes, I do. <laughs> um, and then we're also joined by Eleanor. Hi, Eleanor. Hi. So Eleanor hasn't been on the podcast yet, so this is her first time. And Eleanor, why don't you tell everybody who you are, where you're from, what you do at 7th Page. Okay, hi, everyone. Uh, I'm Eleanor. I write book reviews at 7th Page, and I'm from England. Awesome. Where from England are you? Like, what area? Uh, Northwest. <laughs> Northwest. I don't know enough about England. <laughs> <laughs> I know Bath because I had to write a report on Bath once. So that's like all I know. And no, London, I've been looking at universities there. There's what? I've been looking at the university there. Okay. Very nice. <laughs> um. So yeah. Um. It'll be us three. And again, I'm Saul, and I'm from SeventhPage.com as well. And that's pretty much all there is to that. <laughs> um. Today. Our episode is going to be in two parts. So last time, it's going to be a lot like the first episode. Last time we pretty much only talked about Insurgent. This time we're going to go through some news items. And since it's been a while since we last recorded, there are a lot of news items and some of them are really big news items. And then afterwards we're going to go into a main discussion. Oh, and also on the last episode we had a contest for a signed Veronica Roth book. Um, it was for a, diverg- a Divergent collection, and as promised, we're going to go ahead and announce the winner today, um, and we will get in contact with them later. So yeah, keep listening for that. That'll be at the end of the show. Um, and we're going to go ahead and move on to the news. So the first one, this came out a few weeks ago, but uh, this is one for the Divergent, fa- Divergent fans. Um, Veronica Roth announced a new duology it's a, she says it's like a Star Wars book series. Uh, what do you guys think about that? Or I guess Ariana, because you've read Divergent. What do you think about this new uh, um, book series from Veronica Roth? I'm actually really excited for it. Um, it sounds pretty good from what she said so far about it. 
I'm just, I just really hope it ends well. I'm like divergent. <laughs> um, what? So here's the interesting thing about this. All right, so she's, I think it's, she's not writing from a girl's point of view. It sounded like it's going to be a male male protagonist. Sounds like there's going to be two male protagonists. Um, so I we haven't seen anything other than Divergent from her. So do you do you guys think she can pull this off? Um, yeah, I think she could. Like she wrote pretty well from Force point of view, so I think she could do well with whoever point of view she's doing in the next book. I don't think they're going to be both male. I think one of them will be female because I kind of hope there's a little romance in there <laughs> somewhere. <laughs> so wait, I thought, so one of the main characters, she's talked about this, hasn't she? I think she has. Is, I'm not sure. Are both of them male? I don't even know anymore. <laughs> I don't think she said. She didn't say? Yeah. Okay. But yeah. I guess it's just interesting. Like, it's going to be something different, and since we haven't seen anything other than Divergent from her, you know, this is kind of like that moment where you really get to see how she's progressed as an author and a writer. Yeah. From from her original series. Cause she was, especially because she was extremely young when she thought up of Divergent. She was like 20 or 21, I think. Um, and so now she's had all that experience with Divergent, so it'll be really interesting to see what she goes ahead and does with this new series. Um, one of the things, though, I noticed was, okay, so this is a science fiction book, and it sounds like it's going to be, I guess, I mean, if it's Star Wars, there's going to be, like, space and space travel, right, different planets. Um, and I was wondering, are you, do you guys see sort of a shift in science fiction, like, toward science fiction? Do you guys think that's sort of, like, a a growing trend in YA? Yeah, I've noticed, like, more science fiction books are being released, but... Um... I also noticed a lot more fantasy books are being released as well. So I think like both of those are becoming like the end thing to read, like how dystopian was and vampires before that. Mm-hmm. I think sci-fi is definitely coming back a bit more, um, which I'm quite excited about because it's one of my favorite genres. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I've recently seen a lot of books in bookshops which seem to have a more sci-fi element to them. Have you guys read any recently, though? Like, any science fiction books that have been good? Yes. Um, uh, These Broken Stars. Have you oh, read that's that? Right. I forgot about that. I have read those. Yeah. I love those. Actually, I haven't read the second one, but I read the first one. Um, yeah, that one is science fiction. I totally forgot about that. And that one's, like... That one was good, too, because it's, it was almost, like... It was like a romance, but the there was more emphasis on like the survival aspect of it. Yes, and I loved um, how they were stranded on the planet and just all the development that they went through. Yeah, have you read that one, Eleanor? No. <laughs> that one's good. It's like Titanic in space. At least the first <laughs> part is. And then it becomes like Lost. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so yeah, I feel like there is like this shift towards science fiction, which I guess is like a cool thing. It could be really good. Could be, I, I don't know, like, cause like the science fiction was really big in the eighties, right? That's like where it, I think it was in the eighties, maybe seventies and eighties where it got really, really big and you had things like Ender's Game, for example. Oh, Ender's um, Game's great. <laughs> Ender's Game is fantastic. And it's like very hard science fiction, you know, it's not just like, 
because you know there's hard science fiction which is like it goes really in deep into the science and everything and then there's soft science fiction which is more like it the science is just the background and it's more like on the characters and stuff so I'm really interested to kind of see where YA goes in terms of that but I feel like divert or Veronica Ross' new book could potentially like set the tone for that because she is such a big author and so many people are going to go read that book regardless. Yeah, and um, Alexander Bracken, um, the author of the Darkest Minds trilogy, like her new books are sort of um, sci-fi since they um, have time travel in it, and I'm so excited for that. Those ones have time travel? I've only yes. read the first one. <laughs> oh, no, no, her new um, duology. Oh, okay. She has, oh, she has a new one, so it's not Darkest Minds. Yeah. No. Okay. Awesome. Um, I didn't know that. Yeah, so it'll be really interesting to see how that kind of works. I guess another one, here's here's a good segue. <laughs> um, another one that's kind of science fiction is The Maze Runner. I mean, it's dystopian, but it's got a lot of like science fiction elements. Um, and so speaking of Maze Runner, uh, we got news on the third movie. Oh wait, did I say oh. I wrote it wrong in the in the Google Doc, I just realized. Um so we got we have details about the new new Maze Runner movie. Like we've got different stills and stuff and you can go on seventhpage.com and look those up. But the big news was the announcement of the third Maze Runner movie, which is the Death Cure, not Scorch Trials, like I wrote in the document. Um and the cool thing about this is that they announced that they are not going to split it into two parts. Oh, It'll be one so movie. Good. Now, what do you guys think about that? Like, I'm so I'm very happy. happy. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, cause like, did you guys like Harry Potter as as two parts, or like Mockingjay? Because I felt like when I went in and when I walked into Mockingjay, I didn't like it as two parts. But when it actually happened, I really liked it afterwards. Yeah, I did too. I have to admit that I haven't actually seen uh, Mockingjay Part One because. I didn't like how they'd adapted the books, so I, I sort of gave up the films. Oh, um, but a lot of books seem to be being split into two or three films at the moment, which I think is a bit unnecessary. Yeah. No, definitely. So it's nice to see that this one kind of, like, breaks the curse. And I know that the uh, director had said months ago that he wanted to keep it as one movie. Um, but at the end, it kind of like was up to the studios. So it's really good to see that they're actually doing one movie. I, like especially with uh, Divergent, I'm not even sure what to think about how they're even going to do Allegiant. Allegiant um, should not be split into two parts. Like nothing happens in the first half of the book. Exactly. Well, and then uh, we'll we'll get to Insurgent because you're going to talk about it. Um, you're going to share your thoughts on it, but especially after Insurgent, I'm just like, what are they even planning on doing? Yeah. <laughs> but um, So that's definitely exciting. Um, in terms of parts, though, there is Mockingjay Part 2, and we got a teaser trailer to Mockingjay Part 2. Um, and did you guys watch the teaser trailer? I guess, Eleanor, you might not have, because you gave up on the movies. <laughs> Which one was that? The one with the changing It was symbols? just the logo, yeah. Okay, yeah, I've seen that. Eleanor, when when did you did you see Catching Fire? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You, um, <laughs> you didn't like Catching Fire. I liked that one more than the first one. Okay. I think they did that one a bit better, but I was just a bit disappointed really. So. It's reasonable. <laughs> <laughs> I actually thought the first one was kind of not 
the best. But I really did like Catching Fire, and I liked Mockingjay. Yeah, but um, this one was just really simple, and it was just like a bunch of quotes from the first two movies, and then it like morphed into Katniss, pretty much calling out the capital and everything. So that, I, I thought that was that. really cool. Yeah. Did you did you guys see or did you see this one in theaters? I forget what movie this came out with. Um. Yes, I did. I I forget which movie too. Uh, I don't even remember what movies I've seen recently. All I can think is Avengers two, which is coming out really <laughs> soon, and so my mind's like Marvel right now. <laughs> <laughs> um. Anyway, so that's exciting. Um. And hopefully we'll be hearing a lot more about Mockingjay really soon. Um. Other news, other movie trailer that came out was Paper Towns from John Green. So what did you guys think about this one? Because when I saw it, I actually have never read Paper Towns, and I only just started reading it. But, like, it seems kind of like a road show, or not a road show, like a road trip type of movie. Um, and it looked interesting, so I went ahead and I bought it on Kindle and Audible, and I started listening to it a couple weeks ago. But uh, what did you guys think when you saw this one? I loved it. Even though I haven't read the books, it looked really good um, to me. So that's why I bought the book to read it. Yeah, I haven't read it either. Um, haven't read it either, but it does look good. The trailer makes it look quite interesting. But then, I don't know, previous John Green books haven't been my favorite, so I'm a bit wary about that one as well. Which ones did you read? Uh, I've read Fault in Our Stars, Looking for Alaska, and Will Grayson, Will Grayson. Okay, do you read a lot. I've only read Fault in Our Stars, and I did like that one. But sometimes his characters come off as kind of pretentious. Sometimes yeah. John Green's characters come off as pretentious. And did did you feel that way in the other books as well? Um, that's how I felt reading The Fault in Our Stars. To be honest, I didn't really notice it while I was reading the books. It was only after the people mentioned it that I thought, oh, yeah, that that's quite obvious. But um, I don't know. I, I don't think so. But then, I don't find, like, these books aren't my favorite. Okay. <laughs> well, this one still, I, I was excited. Do you guys think it'll do as good as as well as Fault in Our Stars did? Because Fault in Our Stars ended up doing really well. I remember its opening weekend. And I think it came out, like, the same day as Edge of Tomorrow. And it ended up beating out Edge of Tomorrow in the box office. So do you guys think the John Green has enough power to kind of bring in people again into the theaters for the second movie? Yeah, I think it has a possibility. Yeah. I'm I, yeah, I don't really know what to think of it. I've only read the beginning of it. Um so I don't I just don't have a lot to put into that. But from the trailer, it got me interested and I enough to go ahead and buy the book. So, next thing, this one just came out yesterday and this is JK Rowling. Um she, obviously everybody knows that she's been writing a series of mystery books under the name Robert Galbraith. And yesterday they announced that the third Robert Galbraith book would be released this fall. And it's called Career of Evil. So I'm excited for that one. Did you guys read The Cuckoo's Calling and The Silkworm? No. Okay. No. <laughs> Those ones are really good. I Well, okay, Cuckoo's Calling's like kind of slow. But The Silkworm was like extremely good. But of course, those are adult books. So there's like some interesting material in there. So, if anybody picks that up, just be aware of that <laughs> before you read that. Um, so, that's uh, just something really quick, and obviously, we're still waiting on more details about that. 
Last news item, and this is probably the biggest one, is The Mortal Instruments is becoming a TV show, and it'll be called Shadowhunters. Um, so obviously the first one, The City of Bones, was turned into a movie. It did really, really bad in theaters. got awful reviews, but they're still going to give it a shot. So what do you guys think about this, about Mortal Instruments becoming a TV show? I'm so excited for it. I think it'll do much better as a um, TV show since the books have so much um, stuff going on in it and it wasn't, like, you can't put all that into a movie, but you can in a TV show. Um, so yeah, I did, love... Because you're... Are you, uh, I'm messing up all my words. You're a fan of these books, right? You Did you like them? Yes, I love them so much. Okay, so what did you think about the, the movie? I, um, I actually haven't seen the movie. Okay. Um, yeah, people were saying how bad it was, so I just haven't gotten around to watching it. Yeah, I felt like, because I've only read the first one, I haven't read the other ones, but I felt like the movie was trying to keep it close to the book. Like, maybe people who have actually, like, really, really know the series would disagree with me. But that's, like, the impression I got. I remember, like, they shifted things around in terms of, like, um, like certain plot points being moved to different parts of the plot. But it seems like they got, like, the main plot points, but the movie just still felt clunky. Like, it just, it didn't work. Um, so, I don't know. This could be a good thing. I guess that's one thing I wanted to bring up. Do you guys think maybe it's better for books to be television shows? Do they do better as television shows over movies? Or do you think it would be better to just only turn books into movies instead of television shows? I think it all depends on the book. Um, Mm -hmm. Some would do much better as movies. Um, Like, I think the Legend trilogy would be great as movies, but I don't think they would do as well as TV shows, as a TV show. Um, But, like, The Moral Instruments and then These Broken Stars, um, I think they would be awesome as TV shows, and I would watch them every week. (laughs) What about you, Eleanor? Um... Yeah, I'm sort of the same. It depends on the book. Um, so I've read the Morganville series by Rachel King, and they've been turned into online sort of television programs. But um, it, it, they're, they're sort of doing well because of the way the books are written, whereas some, you need the film to have like the longer time period to fill. So if, if it's like over a year, you, know, you, need, you need a couple of hours to like get it all in properly. Yeah. What What makes a book better for television than a movie? You know, why why are some books better, I guess, than others for television? I think, like, some books have multiple storylines going on, and you can't really cover all that in a two-hour movie. And um, with TV shows, you could do all that within a season or more. Um, And then... Uh, yeah, that's it. <laughs> what I think. <laughs> okay. Well, and one of the things I was uh, that one of the things about this news item was that ABC Family was the channel that picked it up. Um, so I don't know. Have you guys ever seen anything from ABC Family? Yes. Like, cause they've got like a sort of a certain feel. It kind of reminds me of the CW, um, the old WB, and I, I don't know. Do you are you happy that it went with ABC Family as opposed to like? 
Netflix or something. Because I just finished last week, I watched Daredevil, which is Netflix's new um, Marvel TV show. And the production quality and everything on that is, like, fantastic. It's really, really high quality. Whereas ABC Family kind of seems like not not bad quality, but not quite as, as good. What, what do you guys think about ABC Family taking this? Yeah, I'm kind of worried about it because um, I know, like, with Pretty Little Liars, they don't, like, follow the books, um, I don't think, as well, so I'm worried like how much they're going to change with the TV show, but I'm just glad they didn't go with the CW, because they completely change everything like they did with the 100. But, yeah. I'm worried, but I still have high hopes. Have you seen anything? Do you guys get ABC Family in England? Uh, no. We get we get the programs, but I don't know where they come from. So okay. I've been watching the 100, which I think is great. Um, oh, I love that show. <laughs> yeah, but I, I, I couldn't tell you. <laughs> did they, did, are they the ones who did Gilmore Girls, or did somebody else do Gilmore Girls? I the CW did. The CW did? Okay, I don't watch Gilmore Girls, so I don't actually know. But whenever I'm watching I'm like, it on Netflix. <laughs> <laughs> whenever I'm like flipping through channels, I see it on ABC Family, so I guess they're just showing reruns. Um, well, and you brought up an interesting point, Ariana. You you talked about them possibly changing it, even though they have more like time to work with. Um, and like, you look at something like Game of Thrones. And I don't know if you guys have watched any of those or read those books at all. Um, but they, I've only read the first book and I've only seen the first season. And for the most part, it followed the book. But from what I understand, in later seasons, it really starts to like change from the book. And a lot of people seem to be okay with that. A lot of people like Game of Thrones regardless. So is it a bad thing for them to change the uh, change the story for, to adapt it to television? Or do you think that they should really stick with what how it's presented in the book? I don't well, mind. <laughs> um, well, I mean, particularly with The 100, I read the books at sort of a similar time to watching the first series. And I can understand why I've had to change it. So I think if it's if there's um, a good reason for them changing the books, then yeah, fair enough. But then sometimes you just the storyline of the book is so good that you want them to keep it the same to see how it is on TV. Yeah, I have to agree um, with her. Like hundred, I've heard the books are terrible, um, and the TV show um, is so much better. But um, I just wish they would add. Um, like the two main characters' relationship in the books, I wish they would add that to the show. But um, I think with the Mortal Instruments, like I don't want them to change that much because the books were so good, and I want to see um, certain scenes in the TV show, which they sh- will hopefully add. Like I don't mind if they change like just minor things. That would work better, but if it's major, I won't like it. And it just that just got me thinking too of because Cassandra Clare obviously loves this world and she's written multiple series on it. So there's like Infernal Devices, is that what it's called? I'm pretty uh, sure. I love those books. So much. <laughs> okay, yeah. And then is there something on Magnus Bane? Is that how you pronounce his name? Yes. Okay, she wrote a series on him too, didn't she? 
So I guess one thing that they could potentially do in the television show is add things from those books, I guess. I, I don't know. I haven't actually read them. So, I mean, do you see those books being integrated in the television show in any way? Um, I think the Infernal Devices could, like, if... Because um, I know it's some things are connected between the two series, but I'm not sure how they would do it. I would prefer if um, the Infernal Devices got its own TV show, because I would rather watch that, to be honest. Yeah, so I guess there's potential for spinoffs and everything there, just yeah. like uh, Full House and <laughs> Walking <laughs> Dead. Um, but yeah, I think looking on it, um, like I said, I've only read the first one, but looking on it, you know, Cassandra Clare is so involved in this world, and my impression is that she continues to grow it with a ton of new characters and a ton of new storylines. So I feel like if there was a YA book series to become a television show, this was a really good choice because there's yeah. a lot of potential there. Uh, we're definitely excited about that. Um, I don't think that's coming out until next year, so it's a bit of a waiting game. Um, I know they just announced the actor who's playing Jace. Yes. <laughs> Are you excited? Yes, I think he looks so much more like Jace than the guy they chose for the movie. Um, I'm really excited about this guy. And I just hope they choose um, um, really good... Um, I just lost my train of thought. But... <laughs> um, like Clary and all the other characters, I hope they choose as well as they did for Jace. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely the big one I think everybody's waiting for. Obviously, everybody's waiting for the whole cast, but the big ones are definitely going to be Clary and I think Simon. Yeah. Between, and there's another girl. What's her name? I forget her name. Isabel. 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 And uh, so between those four, they're really going to have to carry this show. So. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm Magnus and Alec. Oh, yeah, I forgot about those two as well. Yeah, see, I'm not... I need to go... I'm planning on reading the rest, especially now that they announced the television show. So um, that's exciting. Even even if I've only read the first one, I'm still excited to see how this comes out. Um, and, yeah, the guy's name is Dominique, Dominique, Dominique Sherwood. So he'll be Jace. So that'll be exciting. Before we go on to the main discussion, as we promised Ariana, we're going to let her talk about Insurgent and just give her general thoughts on it because I know you wanted to be here for episode two, but you couldn't because yeah. of scheduling issues. So what were your thoughts on Insurgent? What did you think about it? Right, go ahead. Well, I hated it. Oh, no. uh, they just changed so much. Like I thought Divergent was so much better, even though they changed quite a bit and that movie, they still, like, kept a lot of things. Um, I hated the ending. That was terrible. Um, I, I'm really worried of um, how what they're going to do with Allegiant since how they changed the ending. Um, Allegiant will probably be completely changed. Um, um, I hated how they... We didn't really get to see much of um, Uriah and um, Lynn and Marlene. Like, they didn't even show the relationship between Uriah and Marlene, which made me angry. So, we did talk about that. I think Lucy was the one who brought it up. How the bits where 
we do see Uriah. He's awesome. Mm-hmm. But he, there just wasn't enough of him. Yes, he was my favorite character, and I was so disappointed like that we didn't get to know him. As one of the much. things, one of the things I remember when I was watching the movie was, and I, we talked about this also, was it seemed like darker than the first one. And one of the, I guess, in relation to Uriah is, you know, Uriah adds a lot of like comedy and lightheartedness to yeah. the series in the books. And maybe like the fact that he wasn't in there enough, it kind of made the the movie a little too dreary and violent and dark. So I don't know what you thought about that. If, did you get that vibe when you were watching it too? Um, sort of, but like. I noticed, like, what they did with Peter and Caleb, they made Peter more, I don't know, not as menacing as he is in the books, and they just, like, I saw another um, booktuber comment on this, like, how they made the two, like, most hateable characters in the books the most likable characters in the movie, of um, how cute Ansel was being. Um, (laughs) But... Yeah, I was I didn't like that cuz I wanted to be able to hate them but I actually liked them in the movie. And it was weird. So, general consensus, it was no good. Yeah, it sucked. <laughs> <laughs> well, it looks like you and Lucy are definitely in the same camp. I'm still like not completely sure how to feel about it. And when people like who haven't read the books ask me if they should see the movie, I'm just like if you want. I don't know. <laughs> I was entertained, but it's not its not that great. So yeah, and, like, um, a booktuber brought up, like, so many good points of how so many things they did in the movie did not make sense at all. And, um, like, when Marlene jumped off the ledge, like, there were so many people just standing there. They could have run up to try to catch her, but said four was just standing right there watching her fall. And just stood there. There's a lot of a lot of little flaws. It'll be interesting to see, uh, you know, those YouTube videos. Everything wrong with yeah. this movie. It'll be interesting to see what they come up with for Insurgent. Yeah. So, yeah. Unfortunately, that movie could have been better. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, moving on, uh, we're gonna go ahead and to our main discussion. Um, so like we said in the first episode, we're going to go through news, I think. Again, we're still kind of experimenting with the format. But we'll go through the news, and then we'll move on to a main discussion that hopefully, like, book lovers can relate to. And today, our book discussion, our main discussion, is going to be book recommendations. And we're going to talk about that, like, from both sides. You know, recommending books and uh, being recommended books. Um, so I wanted to start that off by asking you guys, you know, where do you get most of your book recommendations? Like, do friends tell them to you? Do you watch BookTube? Do you get them through newsletters? Um, what, what, where do you guys hear about most of the books you read? Um, well, I get most of mine from Goodreads and also BookTubers and then some um, book bloggers I follow on Twitter. Um, I don't get any from my friends because they don't read. <laughs> Oh no, that's the worst. Yes. Um. Yeah, I say a lot on Goodreads. Um. Angus and I, another review percent page, often swap recommendations all the time. And 
that tends to be it really. I just tend to get books from going around our school library or bookshops. I think it's changed a lot too because when I was younger in school they would have like these scholastic book fairs. I loved those. <laughs> yeah, those were the best. And I don't know if they do that in in the UK or anything, but do they have anything like that? Or I um, guess I haven't even explained what it is. So do you even know what yeah. I'm talking about? <laughs> like they would, um, Scholastic would go into like schools, elementary schools, and for like a month or something, they'd set up this big old fair. They'd take over the library and they just set up like a shop. And you go in there during like your free time. At least this is the way it worked in my elementary school. You go in there during your free time, you just buy books. Or your parents would that buy books. That sounds amazing. It is. That sounds amazing. No, we have nothing like that here. We need that. That sounds great. <laughs> yeah, so I remember elementary school doing that. And I think that's, like, one of the things that got me into reading because um, I used to read Captain Underpants, and I'd buy those. <laughs> so every year when Scholastic Book Fair came out, I knew that was the one. And there was always, like, one book that was, like, super popular, and everybody was rushing to buy at the Scholastic Book Fair. I don't know if it was like yeah. that for you. But, um, yeah, definitely it's changed now with the Internet. I think I get a lot of mine from – I do get a lot word-of-mouth-wise. Like, I'll have people tell me, oh, I read this book. Go check that book out. Um, and if it's, like, a close friend, I'll definitely go check that book out. Like, it was a friend who told me to read because um, I was gone for a couple of years and I was off doing stuff for a couple of years and so I didn't have access to the Internet or anything. And when I came back, my friend was like, Oh, you need to read um, *The Fault in Our Stars* and *Divergent* and uh, what was the other one? *Night Circus*. Ended up reading those, and I really liked all of them. Um, so, for me, yeah, I could say it's *Friends*, *BookTube* a little bit. I don't like watch it constantly, um, but then *Goodreads* definitely. Do you guys find that that works well? Like, like, do you find that for the most part, the the books that you're recommended on like *BookTube* or *Goodreads*? Um, they're good, or do you find like a lot of them to be duds? Um, most of them um, are good to me, and they've actually become some of my favorite books. I know on Goodreads, I saw um, These Broken Stars. The Fifth Wave, I saw an ad on Goodreads. So um, I can't remember any booktuber recommendations right now. <laughs> it's all good. What about you, Eleanor? Um, I haven't got round to reading any yet. Oh, no. My my to read pile is growing so, so rapidly. So all those books that Angus has suggested to you, you haven't actually read. No, he sent me one for my birthday, which I've read, and then recommended another, which I bought and have actually read. So, so what was the one he sent you for his birthday, and was it any good? Uh, the Darkest Minds. And okay. yes, it was great. Yeah. Yeah, I need to get the rest of that series now. <laughs> it was actually Angus and Michael who got me to read The Darkest Minds. So. Yeah, it's making its rounds, isn't it? <laughs> and Ariana, you've read those ones? Yes. Okay. Oh, they're my favorite um, trilogy. Yeah, I it was one of the better ones I've read. I've only read the first one, so planning on getting to the next two eventually. But yeah, those were <laughs> those were pretty good. Uh, I think that was the first time I got like book recommendations through Seventh Page. So, so far, so good there. What about your guys' experience in recommending books to your friends? Do you ever recommend books to your friends? Um, I recommend um, pretty much every book I read because so far they've all been really good, but um, most of my friends 
do not get around to reading them. They'll say, <laughs> okay, I'll read them soon, and then they'll forget. And um, I have to keep reminding them. But sometimes they'll um, actually read the book, and then they'll end up liking it a lot. And then we can talk about it. But, yeah, most of them don't read books. That's really unfortunate. <laughs> yeah. I have a similar situation, <laughs> to be honest. Um, I tend to like most books. So then I'll uh, say to people, oh, this is a really good book. You have to read this book. And then they never read the book. And it's like, oh, well, it's always. <laughs> um, but, yeah, yeah, every time I read something, I'm like, you, you need to read this. It's, it's such a good book. Uh, but I don't think people get around to it or it's not their genre. But I know a couple of my friends read some of the reviews and sent the page and with them said, oh, yeah, I want to read this book now. So that's a start. <laughs> I know with, like, me, okay, the one that, like, bothered me a lot was back in, like, 08, I think it was, I had a friend and they had an advanced reader's copy of The Hunger Games. So oh. nobody knew about this book yet. It hadn't even come out. And she was like, this is my new favorite book, and I want to read the sequel, but this first book hasn't even come out yet. And I remember thinking, like, I need to read this book then. So when it came out, I went and I bought it. And I was, like, the only person I knew who had read this book. And I, like, went online searching for people. Like, I remember going on YouTube and looking for people talking about this book, and there was only, like, one video about The Hunger Games. It was, like, these two girls talking about The Hunger Games. And um, I tried to get my friends to read it, and... I'd be like, um, they'd be like, what is it about? And I'm like, kids killing each other. <laughs> They're like, oh, no, I don't want to read that. And it drove me nuts, and I kept trying to get them to read it. I finally got one friend to read it, like, months later. And then the, here's the thing that bothered me. Like, a year later when Catching Fire comes out, everybody's like, have you read this book? And I'm like, I suggested that book to you, like, <laughs> over a year ago, and I'm going to wring your neck right now. <laughs> Anyway, so I, I also have, like, difficulties getting my friends to read books. Like, they don't always do it. And I'm like, this is a really good book. Same thing with, like, Fault in Our Stars. I, trying to get my friends to read that. It took took me ages to even get, like, one to read that. And I think Twilight, too. I remember, like, I, I read that, and there were a couple of friends I had, and I'm like, you guys would like this book. And they didn't read it. And a year later, they're like, oh, have you read this? Just like, oh, my gosh. <laughs> so... Have you ever been recommended something that you didn't like? No. <laughs> no. No. I was going to say, because my follow-up question was going to be like, what do you do when you didn't like a book and somebody really liked it and they told you to read it? But <laughs> no experiences there? No. I think people know that I like most books. So. Yeah. Um, there aren't really any books I don't like that much. Like, probably one or two, but that's it. Well, this is tough because there's so many books that you guys like, I guess. <laughs> I guess I'm just, like, really picky. Like, I don't know. Sometimes I like a book and other times, like, there are those books that, like, really, like, resonate with me. And then there are other books where I'm just like, nah, I didn't really like that one that much. Like, did you guys really... ever... Go ahead. What would you say? Sorry. Um, I don't think I really notice not liking books. I know that sounds a bit weird, but... Say I'll read a book, like I read The Fault in Our Stars and I really enjoyed it. And I thought, oh, this is a really good book. And then people come out and they'll say, oh, but he's a bit, you know, full and stuff, a bit arrogant. And this this storyline isn't right and this isn't right and this isn't right. And it's like, well, 
when I read it first time, I enjoyed it. I didn't think about you know the intricacies of it. Yeah, I think that's why. <laughs> that's probably a better way to read because I'm so not like that. <laughs> <laughs> I guess part of it is like I really like to write, um, and I really enjoy writing books. And so I'm very, I like try to be aware of sort of the techniques and um, the writing style and the characterization and stuff and how the author, not even just like in a book, but like in a movie or television show, I I pay attention to the writing all the time. And so um, maybe that's just me and maybe I'm looking too much into it. I think I'm doing that a bit more now. Why do you feel like you're doing, you're you're moving toward that? Uh, Because I want to be an author. (laughs) (laughs) I do too. <laughs> Yay, we all have common interests. <laughs> I guess, like, too, if you want to be an author, you know, that's the thing you got to pay attention to. You got to be aware of, like, the the structure of a story. You got to be aware of the techniques. You got to be aware of, like, what doesn't work. And so sometimes, yeah, I just, I'm just maybe a little critical because of that. Like, I feel like, especially lately, a lot of books have felt the same to me. I don't know if you guys have have gotten that, especially with, like, the dystopian stuff. I'll, I'll yes. pick something up, and it's, like, the same thing every single time. And yeah. for me, that gets yeah, really Yeah, I've cool. started seeing that. I'm definitely reading a lot more that are very similar, and it's just getting to the point of, I need something different now. Mm-hmm. I think YA at the moment, or previously, has become very, very similar. So yeah. getting a bit of new stuff in there is probably good. <laughs> yeah, I've stopped reading dystopian. I've, I'm moving on to, like, fantasy now. Um, and my most anticipated book of this year comes out on Tuesday. I'm so excited! And what book is that? Um, it's called An Ember in the Ashes. Um, and it's getting like so many good reviews, and it's already been, it's going, uh, it's already going to be made into a movie. Um, and I'm just really excited for it. Dying to have it right now. <laughs> See, it's always exciting when like a good book comes out, and then you read it and it's just as good as you're hoping and stuff. And that's that's the nice thing. Because like we said before, there is like this shift now towards science fiction and fantasy. There seems to be at least. Yeah. Um, but that is like a pattern I've noticed in YA. You know, there's like when Harry Potter came out, there was a lot of fantasy immediately following. Well, I don't remember if you guys remember like Fablehaven or was another one like Love and Thumps gets oversaturated with those type of books. Because, like, I don't know if they have issues with this in, like, adult books or even regular children's books. Do you think this is just, like, a middle grade and YA type of thing? Yeah, I don't know because I haven't read any adult books or um, children's books. So it might be. I don't know. Anything else you want to add to this, to book recommendations that I might not have gotten? Well, I I know it's one thing I wanted to talk about. It was BookTube. So, Ariana, you watch it. Eleanor, do you ever watch BookTube? Um... I've watched bits. They might religiously follow it. Okay, yeah. I, I get on, like, yeah, I don't know if I can say I follow it, like, a lot, but I think I feel like I watch it enough to say I watch it. Um, do you guys, what do you guys think about BookTube? Is that, as as a way to recommend books, is it an effective way to re- recommend books? Yeah, I think um, it really is an effective way because, like, some BookTubers have a lot of um, people watching them and, um, it's a good way to get um, the book out there for people to read. Like uh, my favorite booktuber is um, Pulling Bananas Books. <laughs> She's a little crazy. <laughs> I know. Um, and the way she like 
just describes the books and reviews them, she makes them come to life more to me. Um, I just love how she does that. And um, I think that works with other people too. Like, um, Although I think she hasn't read a lot of the books I love because <laughs> I really want to see her reviews on them. What about you, yeah, Eleanor? I think, I think it's a good idea, definitely. Um, because obviously everybody reads different things, so it's a good way to get perhaps lesser-known books out there. But then I think there's the possibility of it getting too much focused on I know, the, the mainstream kind of books. So like The Fault in Our Stars and The Hunger Games and The Major, they're all so popular now that I kind of worry that people are going to ignore the books that you aren't talked about as much but are just as good, if not better. So you feel like booktubers zero in too much on like a specific book and other books get ignored sometimes? I think, no, I, th- I don't think they do yet, but I think that it is a possibility. Okay. That's an interesting take. I hadn't thought about that. Yeah, definitely. Booktube is, like I was saying before, Booktube is something new, and I, I like it, and it's cool. And same with Goodreads, you know, a social media, a social network all about books. It's just something really yeah. cool. It's great. <laughs> it's something that book lovers just die over. <laughs> yeah. It's so great to see so many people or to like find other people that read so much as well. Because I know we've all kind of said that our friends don't tend to read our books. So seeing so many people reading all the same book is it it's great. It's love it. Definitely. The other cool thing is it gives a chance for authors to connect to the readers and vice versa. So I know like sometimes authors will go on Goodreads and they'll answer like questions that fans have and stuff, or they'll like run giveaways or host like some sort of book discussion. So I think that's really cool as well. Yeah. I try to add all the authors on Goodreads um, to my friends list. Um, Most of them have accepted. Like like Veronica Roth, unfortunately, doesn't do that. But (laughs) I like when authors do. I guess she thinks she's too cool for us. I don't know. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> she actually seems like a really cool down-to-earth person. Yeah. So. I know Addie got to meet her last week. Um, oh. Yeah, Addie was at Y'all West for SeventhPage.com. So. I really want to go to that. <laughs> she got a lot of, like, stuff. Um, and, yeah, the plan is to have her talk about it next time she's on the show. So we're excited. That was SeventhPage.com's first press event. First time we oh, actually wow. got to go somewhere as as press. So she was really excited. It sounded like she had a good time. So Yeah. I'm going to BookCon next month, but I don't think Veronica Roth will be there. No. <laughs> but I just I want to go to a book convention, you know. I haven't gotten to go one yet go to one yet. So yeah. BookCon I'm jealous will be of you and I'm jealous of that. <laughs> what was that? BookCon will be my very first um book convention. And you're going to have to tell us how that goes when next time you're on here as well, or after. I will. <laughs> awesome. Well, I think that's all we have to say about the main discussion, unless you guys have anything else you want to add. Uh, no, I don't think so. Cool. I'm going to go on to just a couple more things before we wrap up the show. Um, first, like we said, we're going to announce the contest winner to the Divergent giveaway from last episode, and the winner is Erica. 
And I'm not going to give her last name just for privacy reasons. But Erica. So if you're Erica, you might have won. <laughs> um, <laughs> I have no idea how many Erica's entered this. But if you won, um, we're going to be getting in contact with you in the next week um, to set that up so we can ship this Divergent book to you. Um, so yeah, congratulations. And just wanted to say like that went really well. Thank you to everybody who participated in this giveaway. Um, and we had a lot of people tune in to the last episode to kind of get the password and everything. And we're going to definitely be doing more giveaways in the future. I still have a signed copy of The Fifth Wave. We're going to give that away probably later in the year when it's more timely with either The Last Star coming out or possibly like movie stuff happening. So anyway, we're going to have more book giveaways and stuff on the podcast and also on seventhpage.com. And factionhub.net has had some in the past as well. The next thing before we close was the opening line game. Okay. So <laughs> I did this last time, and I sucked at it. Uh, Ariana and Addie and Lucy all got it <laughs> immediately. Uh, Eleanor, do you know how this game works? Uh, no. <laughs> All right. It's pretty it's pretty simple. Basically somebody reads the opening line to a book and you just gotta try and guess what the book is. So oh, no. <laughs> hopefully it's a book that we've read because Ariana's <laughs> the one who's doing it this time. So uh, I hope you guys have read this. <laughs> so Ariana, pass the mic over to you. Go ahead, get us started on this. <laughs> Alright. Her satellite made one full orbit around planet Earth every 16 hours. <laughs> I have no idea. I have no idea. Oh my gosh. Her satellite... Okay, read it again. Her satellite made one full orbit around planet Earth every 16 hours. I'm going to guess it's a science fiction book. Yes, it sort of is. <laughs> I I honestly have no idea. Do you want me to read the second sentence? Sure, go ahead with the second sentence. Okay. It was a prison that came with an endlessly breathtaking view. Vast blue oceans and swirling clouds and sunrises that set half the world on fire. <laughs> the I don't know what it is, but I want to read it. <laughs> Um, the fifth wave? No, that's not. No, that's not the opening line of the fifth wave. No, I know the opening line of the fifth wave. I have no idea. I seriously have no idea. No, no neither. Okay, you want me to say? Go ahead. Yeah. Um, Cress, um, by Marissa Meyer, the um third book in the Lunar Chronicles. Dang, I haven't read those. I'm sorry. <laughs> I know what you're talking about, though. I've seen those everywhere. They're so good. Really? Yes. I might have to go ahead and read those. The one I wanted to read, speaking of book recommendations, you talked about The the Red Queen? Yes. Yeah, that's the one I'm hoping to read because I've seen a lot of stuff about that. So um, hopefully that one's good. <laughs> it is. It's very good. Awesome. Thank. Well, you got us. It was better than <laughs> mine, which was Catching Fire, I think. And you guys all got that immediately. <laughs> um, okay, one last thing before we sign off. Um, we just wanted to make an announcement at 7th Page. So 7th Page, in case you don't know, um, there is 7thPage.com, 
which is our main like book review and news magazine and stuff. Um, but we also have some network sites. And the two that we have right now are factionhub.net and fifthwave.net. So factionhub is a divergent fan site and fifthwave is a fifthwave fan site. And we're now with the announcement of Shadowhunters, the new uh, the Mortal Instruments TV show, we're going to go ahead and open up a third network site, which is going to be devoted to the Mortal Instruments. And that is going to be called Shadow Hunters HQ, for headquarters, obviously. So um, we just wanted to announce that. Um, we're still setting it up, but hopefully by the time this, this episode is released, it should be up and running. So um, that'll be shadowhuntershq.net. And I know a lot of the writers at 7th Page are super excited for this because I feel like a good portion of our team is, uh, they're very passionate Shadowhunter fans, Mortal Instrument fans. So they're excited to work on this. And I'm excited to start it. And that's why I'm going to go ahead and continue reading the book series so I can be more informed about what's going on. Um, so yeah, we just wanted to announce that. We're excited for that. Um, and also, be sure to listen into the next episode because we're going to be announcing a cool event type of thing that we're going to be doing over the summer. Hopefully, it works out well. Um, but we're going to be releasing more details on that in the next episode. So, yeah, there's some good things coming, especially in the next few months. <laughs> um, any last words from you guys before we sign off? Yeah. <laughs> Never tickle a sleeping dragon. That's all I have to say. <laughs> um, awesome. Well, we're going to go ahead and end it here. Um, thank you for listening. Be sure to subscribe on iTunes. Um, if you want more information about the podcast, you can go to bookmarked.seventhpage.com. And if you also want to get in touch with us, you can leave comments there. There's also a contact form. And, you know, if you want, we can even, like, read your letter and everything on the show so also follow seventhpage.com bookmark doesn't have its own twitter account but you can just go ahead and follow seventhpage.com on twitter ariana where can they find your fifth wave fan site or fifth wave fan account um they can go to uh t um 5w underscore fans on twitter and she's got a pretty great um got a pretty awesome fan account all the fifth wave like there's a nice like group of like fifth wave fan accounts and the fifth wave fandom is growing so that's what's really exciting yeah and i think like a lot of the action is taking place on twitter so if you're a fifth wave fan that's the place to be right now awesome well we're gonna go ahead and end it there thanks for being with us for our third episode and uh we will see you next time bye bye bye